hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road And although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone I'm gonna make this place your home. Good morning, Hamilton. This is Rob Golfie with Remax Escarpment, the Golfie team. Welcome to the Hamilton Real Estate Show with Rick Zamprin. Yeah, good morning. Another uh, Saturday morning here in the city of Hamilton. Rick with uh, Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. You can call them at any time, 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. And uh, they're all over social media. Check them out on Twitter and Instagram. At Rob Golfie is the handle. Rob Golfie on Facebook page. Be sure to check out the Rob Golfie sp- Facebook page. We'll tell you why, a specific reason why, a little later on in the show. And it has to do with the holidays. Another reminder, if you have a question for the Golfie team, you can email your query to questions at robgolfie.com. That is questions at robgolfie.com. We have a number of topics we're going to get to today, including uh, a couple of items regarding millennials. Uh, how they're opting for condos over houses. We'll talk about living costs. We'll also talk about as the weather gets colder, how the garage might be more important than just uh, storing your garbage and stuff. Uh, Do homes actually sell over the holidays? We're going to have a spirited debate on that topic. Uh, But we'll begin today with uh, an initiative that we've seen in Hamilton. It's really ballooned, apparently, in Toronto. Yeah, there's there's this cool little cafe. It's called Snakes and Lattes. And uh, we were <laughs> pretty good, pretty good. But um, it's uh, it's a cafe that you, you go there. You can go there with a group of friends, hang out. You can I, I believe they have their liquor license. So whether it's a beer or a coffee or a cappuccino, mm-hmm. and they have you know hundreds and hundreds of different board games from you know Cards Against Humanity to, to Dungeons and Dragons yeah. to to everything. So it's it and I walked into this place and it's it's pretty much an open air kind of retail space with with all the uh, the games are on the wall like a, almost like a library. Mm, okay. And uh, and and it, the atmosphere is unreal. Like at one table, you got you know you got people screaming. At another table, I'm sure there's some you know some bets going on or, or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Like it's it was a it was a really cool idea. And and um, and, and I think there's one in Hamilton. But it's, it's almost up, like there's one in Kingston. Yeah, 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 and it's almost like a, a you know just a cheap Friday night out or, yeah. or whatever. If, you know, go sit down, play some board games. It's it, it was a it's a wicked idea. I've I've heard of it before. But I, to actually see it, mm-hmm. I was like, wow, this is awesome. Yeah. So do you have to rent the game or do you just go in and, and rent a table? Yeah. Yeah. Or? So you so you rent the table. So you, you, I think you pay, um, you pay like rent on a table. So however long, it's it's very similar to, to the, uh, to like a bowling alley or a bowling okay. lane. Okay. You, you, I think you, you do pay for time. That makes sense. And then you, you get served, right? Oh, Whether yeah. it's, you know, if you want to have a cappuccino or, or something like that. And, and, but the atmosphere of the, of the, of the place, like you can, you can show up there by yourself and you can find a group of people to play with huh. a lot of people like board games but they don't have you know they don't you you can go find motivated people to play board games yeah, with yeah, right and yeah. i know you can always go online you can find a monopoly online or right. something but it's it's more fun when you're you know when you're especially when you're drinking well, yeah yeah, yeah too, exactly yeah. <laughs> and it, it, you know what it's it was a 
it was it was awesome. Like yeah. I, I wanna I wanna definitely do it and, and get a couple of buddies and, and a couple and, of people together. And I would guess, I mean, if they have if they have that many different kind of board games, you're probably looking at the wall and thinking, Oh, I remember playing that game. Yeah, Absolutely. exactly. Absolutely. So that was the game back in the exactly. day. Exactly. Like yeah. there's like that that cat and mouse one. There's so many yeah. different mouse types trap. of Yeah, mousetrap. That's that's <laughs> what it was. And then uh and then Dungeons and Dragons is like a popular one. Like there's yeah. a huge, huge community that plays Dungeons and Dragons and mm-hmm. um, that must be the newer, younger generation. Uh, it's been around <laughs> <laughs> and what I was thinking is like you know it's my generation that that kind of grew up playing board games like where's this gonna go right it's gonna like come <laughs> yeah. in and we have iPads or like you know because I mean? everything's just gonna yeah it's just not the same yeah no it's it's the kids today aren't didn't grow up playing with anything yeah. you know do you, do you any, have a four favorite uh, board game uh, board game I don't I, it, uh, I grew up loving playing Monopoly Monopoly yeah, yeah. I, I love That's Monopoly really, there's a love hate with Monopoly there, there is really there love is. it or you hate but it yeah. but that game can go on for hours hours like, and, I, and, and, I, and it's hard to find people that want like to p- play it right yeah. because you gotta you know, invest if, a lot of time yeah yeah. if you're at home it's like okay I have my <laughs> sisters you know they don't you know, like after half an hour, they're out. And, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. But, but it's. Uh, but I think if in an atmosphere at a at a place that uh, is outside your home, mm-hmm. um, I think it would definitely uh, definitely be That's a great cool. a great like place it. to go for a, a yeah. night out for yeah. sure. Yeah. I would I would risk love it. risk is a pretty good risk one that uh, you got to put in a shift for that one though. Sometimes you <laughs> yes, eight, eight hours and do they have operation? <laughs> oh, they gotta have operation. Yeah, That's one of the I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Operation. <laughs> not, I'm not surprised that Monopoly is your favorite game. Seeing yeah, that you're, 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 you're real estate buying properties and, yeah. and uh, renting things, pay, and their, pay the rent there. <laughs> the it's, uh, it's actually a really good way for <clears throat> kids to learn. In terms mm-hmm. of the, uh, yeah, and, yeah the, 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 you know how the real estate—it's a very, very educational way to yeah. learn, you know, the real estate process. Right, simple, uh, yeah. simple math skills yeah. as well. Yeah. You're, yeah. You know, accumulate rental properties yeah. and collect rent, all that. Being, Absolutely, being the, banker, the whole bit. Yeah, oh, thank Great you, game. Great you should come out check with out the, that. I want to check that out on King Street. Yeah. Come out with the golfy team game. Yeah, have a, have a board game. Yeah, I think Hamilton has their own monopoly game. Doesn't have a board game, but it's a struggle trying to come out. Like I think board games came out. In the in the fifties, and seventies, and that's it. Nobody, Wait, there's that nobody new wants one anymore. That's it. They there's just, one called. Uh, You've probably seen it online. It's called Speak Out. It was the number one selling yeah, board game. Yes. At Christmas last year, it's, oh, oh, I th- oh, it's I when you that. put the it's when you put I, the I've thing in your mouth. I played it. Yeah. And you yeah. see, uh, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. Yeah. It, it's so you put this metal o- or not a metal object. No, it's it's like a plastic. It's like it's like a dental. It's like a dental. It's like the dentist. Yeah, and it and it opens up your mouth so you can see your gums and your teeth and. It's uh, and then you try to you try to say stuff through this game, and then other people have to guess and try and, and try and tell what you're saying. Say. What you it's, say, yeah, it yeah. is hilarious. Yes. Topic number two: Do homes actually sell over the holidays? Uh, this is, uh, I mean, uh, there's a lot of right and wrong answers here, but uh, what do you guys think? Uh, yeah, they do sell over the holidays. Now, uh, to start off with, the buyers they're serious buyers, and the sellers are serious sellers. Mm. Now, now when you put the group of them together. So you got the the people that are selling. If you got a great house, everything's done and everything, you are going to sell the house no problem. Right. But now, if your house is not, uh, you know, like if it needs work and needs updating or anything, it, it could it could sit. Uh, fewer buyers, but very motivated very buyers. Though. Yeah. Very motivated uh, buyers. But and then same thing with the um, with the buy the buyers. Um, we we do sell a lot of homes during the uh, the holidays, and uh, we we are, we are we are putting a lot of houses up for sale. And we are getting a lot of action on it, mm-hmm. but but a little pickier. This is the best time, actually, for investors to come out and pick up some property. So now, so if if you have a property and you're selling and you need to sell it, regardless, it, it just needs to go. 
and it's not as, as good condition or anything like that. This is the chance for the investor to pick up that property, right. and they'll and they'll those people end up selling it. But it is a very price conscious time of the year. In saying that, um, like we're we're working on deals, like and it, and it just seems like uh, I guess uh, Philip and I were working on a deal, and two thousand dollars is not putting this deal together. And so it's going back into that so normal there's a, market. There's a two thousand dollar difference. Yeah, two thousand dollar yeah. difference. And, and, wow. and one party saying, "Well, why why can't they cover the two? And, and the other one saying the same thing. Saying the same thing. And can they go halfsies? Yeah, no, yeah. It's, 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 it's 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 tough. Yeah, it's, it's tough. not. It's um, so um so and that and that's and we're going back to what a regular market is like. You right, know, sometimes yeah. um, the difference between now and then five years ago or even ten years ago is that ten years ago. Um, the fridge and stove was a factor. Uh, you know, a lot of people took their fridges and stoves ten years ago, mm-hmm. or even fifteen years ago. Now it's kind of people will leave it. Like you would actually almost lose a deal on a fridge. Really? Back I, back then, I, it's it, you'd be amazed. And it, and the fridge. So, so the buyer would want it, but the seller would want to keep it. That's right. Wow. And and a, and a used fridge is probably worth like two to three hundred dollars. Hmm. And sometimes I would say, listen, don't let them have the fridge. I'll I'll get you even a better <laughs> fridge, you know. <laughs> you know, I'll get you a better fridge. Yeah, yeah. The used store, the used store there. It's just, I'll give you a credit for just going there, and pick what you want. Right, right. And um, but yeah, like it. But it, the negotiations become a little bit of a uh, difficulty, not only with the agents, but then with the the buyer and the seller. So sometimes. Um, the agents, most good agents, try to put the deal together. That that that's their job is right. not to lose a deal uh, over a fridge. And if if a deal is lost over a fridge. Either the buyer or the seller is not going to like their agent after when they look back and think about right. how they lost the house because now they're looking at other houses after that they lost that deal. And now they're saying, you know, we should have took that deal. Our agent should have pushed us harder to get that house. Right. Yeah, and it, oh, I'm telling you, all the everything comes out uh, when, when, when it uh, happens. And that's what our job is. Our job is to make sure we, we, we try to do everything in our power to put that deal together. Now, saying that, that $2,000 deal that we're separated, it's not over yet. Hmm. And uh, we, we did some things last night to, to see if we can still save the deal today. So um, so we're going we're gonna to work on that and see if we can put that deal wow. together. How many, how many of these situations occur in a year? Like how many of these really close, you know, back and forth? Um, Is it all the time? or Not as much yeah. this year, but yeah. it's starting to happen. But, I mean, when the market's fantastic, everybody's happy. If you right. think about it in terms of a $2,000 difference and you amortize it over 25 years, you're talking like <laughs> – yeah. like, Dollars yeah. in terms of a mortgage amount, yeah. like three dollars a month, yeah, right? Yeah. And if you break it down that way, you're kind of just like, it, it, but right? it, but it becomes but it, a it, principle, it, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, it, and, and, and and you know, people more and more about the bottom line is, you know, they they kind of set their financial goals, and and that's you know our job to help achieve them and, and you know achieve their financial goals or real estate goals yeah. or or whatever it is and put them in the best you know position to move on and and make that that transition uh, or transaction you know happen. In, in their favor, right? So it, it gets difficult when you when you kind of look at you you take a step back and then you just break it down to the numbers mm-hmm. again. And, um, you know, if you're, you're you still might be off from that bottom line number, and and, and you know that's it. It's too grand. It's yeah. and they can't do it, right? Yeah. The, this situation might uh, might also be a fact of uh, you know the buyer or the seller kind of you know holding firm to saying you know I don't want to give any more that I already have. Yeah, that's that, exactly. Yeah, they, they said, well, we've given enough. We, yeah. you know, in this market, a lot of people are, well, there's a lot of price reduction. So some guy, you know, had their house listed at 580 and now they're dropped down to 550 and now they're getting an offer of 535, 540, right. which is the 
the value of the property. Yeah. And they're thinking, hey, I gave up like forty thousand dollars, yeah. and uh, why should I have to give up another two? Right? It's like so. So he's been beat up on on the price reductions and th- things like that, and I understand that completely. But uh, but it's just what the market is like, and uh, and we have to, you know, we, we have to, you know, call it kids' gloves. Like we're dealing with it. We have to be <coughs> gentle, but yeah. also be. Uh, and then there's a there's an unknown factor, right? Like if we if you refuse an offer or you walk away from an offer, walk away from the the deal. There's that unknown factor that you know who's waiting for this property or who's going to look for this property because mm-hmm. you know once the once the deal dies or whatever you kind of just look around the table and it's like you know what do we have next you know what you know how many showings do we have booked and and what's the know, inventory yeah what's, at what's that the price inventory range, you know yeah. what what if there's another house that comes up on the street that's a you know better value house than yours and yeah. it's it's gonna it's gonna hurt hurt your product right mm-hmm. and there's so many of those those variables that go into a real estate transaction. Of the unknown, right? Yeah. You, you just don't, you just don't know, right? So when you're, when you're working on the deal, it's it's very hard not to get, you know, tunnel vision on that on that specific deal. But and and you see sometimes people walk away from a deal and, and you know the next day they get a better offer, right? right? Yeah. But but, you, but you more often predict, than not, everybody predict. says you know the first offer is usually the best offer. It's, right. It's when the buyers are are are, are motivated and and your your listing is fresh and 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 you you know more often than not dealing an offer within the first ten days is mm-hmm. is usually the best offer you're going to get. We mm-hmm. got to take a break here, but I mean that that uh, would go along the lines of the buyer as well. I mean they're looking at a property and saying, well there might be another property in a month's time that's exactly. even better at a better price and mm-hmm. maybe I can. Maybe I can wait. So uh, there's uh, there's some give and take with every deal. We know that. Uh, when we come back, we're going to get uh, a little more into selling over the holidays. And uh, we'll also talk about uh, cleaning out your garage, living costs, and millennials opting for condos over houses. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. <laughs> Welcome back. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio today with Rob Golfi and Philip Golfi, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfi team. You can find them online, robgolfi.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Call them today at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. They're all over social media. Check out the Rob Golfi Facebook page, at Rob Golfi on Twitter and Instagram. And don't forget to subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast. You can get it on iTunes and Google Play. Past episodes also on our website at 900CHML.com. Still to come, we'll talk about an exciting initiative involving the golfy team around the holidays. Millennials opting for condos over houses. We'll talk a little bit about living costs as well. Organizing your garage. Uh, some stress test news as well, but more questions about selling over the holidays. So if you're selling your home now, are you closing before or after the holidays? And, and, and are some people wanting to close before the holidays? Uh, I, I don't know. Like, um, you, we, we were doing a deal with somebody, and they needed to close before January. Yeah. My understanding was if you buy now, you secured a firm deal, no. and if it closes in January – um, that it still counts uh, before that stress test. Yeah, I, the buyers came to me and they said they they've been advised by whoever's representing them in their mortgage that they need to close before January one because after January one they would not be able to afford 
the the price point that they're currently bidding on. Right. So we were we were back and forth from a from a closing date. Like they were at January, Jan, you know, first week of January. We're like, hey guys, like this this deal can't happen unless we close before January one, mm-hmm. and 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 we got it. Um, so that's you know that's one example of the stress test um, and and how what how it's affecting them um, because they you know they're putting more than twenty percent down. Yeah. And right. that's and they're saying, Phil, like we we have to close before January one or or this test we won't qualify for the mortgage. So that's the only example I have of of. Yeah, um, I, I, I my understanding was if they if they bought if they bought and it's a firm deal, even if it closed in January, they still they qualify prior to the new rule in mm-hmm. January. But I mean, I have so to, as long as they sign in twenty seven. That, that's what my understanding was, but I we have to double verify. Exception that with is the a very person. a very popular word in terms of the mortgage le- lending world, right. and and you can get an exception for anything, whether it's you know an exception for income or an exception for a closing date or an exception. You just got to make sure that you're working with somebody who who has that va- uh, validity to get those exceptions, and right. and you can do you know you can do a lot of creative things in terms of of the mortgage lending world, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. I you know. We don't know what's really going to happen. I think if you if you do wait, the prices might correct to to represent that stress test. Where yeah. people, if you're if especially in the luxury market, if you're you know five six seven hundred plus, those numbers might come down because people are not going to be able to to afford them. Right. Right. But that, but or that or people. The, fu- the funny thing. The funny thing is, like, even though this stress test is coming out on homes that yeah, even if you have twenty percent down, I'm surprised that the rush of people out. Aren't coming out looking yeah. and saying, "Hey, yeah. listen, to get in let's before. change house, get in, or whatever." That's not happening. Yeah. So, um, so there there is a little concern, I guess, maybe on values of properties right now. So people are saying, "You know what? Properties are still high." So like, so so people are just holding off still. Mm-hmm. So it's not like there's yeah. a rush. There's not like I mean, we are selling some houses, uh, and, and we do have some buyers that are you know anxious to get bought. But it's not like there's a rush of buyers. It's, it's so funny. It's you know some of the properties that you think, wow, we're priced great. This is gonna you know this is gonna move quickly. You know we we've set ourselves up in a really good position to be successful. All of a sudden, you know you know ten days go by and you've only had four showings. And and some properties that you see, you're like you know you they're on the market and, and you're kind of like. You know that there's no way that's gonna that you know that they're gonna get that price. Then all of a sudden you see it and, and it's sold. You're just kind of like you're you're taken back, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. it's it's very unpredictable right now. Yeah. Um. And we we had a case in Beamsville where we ended up getting multiple offers on on a seven hundred thousand dollar property. Wow. So it's you know it's it's very unpredictable in terms of the market and yeah. it's just it's just you just don't know you just don't know. I mean we priced the property right. There was no doubt about it, mm-hmm. um, and but the thing is, the two offers that came in, bang on, they were both the same price, yeah. they, like multiples. Nobody, they they came in both. Was it full asking price? Yeah, full asking. But nobody came in Over. like nobody, ten thousand yeah. above asking. So, so they both knew the market. They know they knew that we priced the house right. Right. And um, they knew that it probably wasn't worth any more than 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 what we were asking. So now it was dealing with. The buyers uh, to the two other agents, and and uh, both of them came in with conditions, and we said, hey, if one of you can take out your conditions and make this a firm deal, your client's going to own this house. Mm-hmm. And one of them stepped to the plate and said, yeah, we can come in with no conditions, and uh, and we sold it. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. What if they didn't? What if neither side budged? Uh, so we would uh, flip a coin. <laughs> you you <laughs> no. know what? It, it'd be tough. We want to know the. We probably would deal with probably the most reputable. Uh, real estate agent, okay, because we would know that he would probably do his homework on getting his clients qualified. Well, there's there's, that there's a little bit of a backstory to this one. Um, 
one of you know you you, you want to ask the most amount of questions and find out what the other person's situation is mm-hmm. and depending on the realtor you know some realtors are very private and and will kind of won't disclose any of you know any of their motivations but in this situation we did find out that the one party had sold the property firm mm-hmm. right and the other party the other party that was involved they were like oh yeah you know when we when if we are successful in in obtaining you know firm agreement of purchase and sale with with this house we will then go to market with ours right and i said well what happens in the event that you don't sell because right. there is no condition on sale of property and he came back to me and says no we're confident we're going to sell it and i said well you know in the, in this market right. right now we we you know you're, we can't go on your yeah, word, right? We can't go, because, we can't go you know, on, on, and, and, intuition or yeah, instinct right. or, or yeah, gut or feeling. Hope, yeah. Back yeah. in the first quarter, we can say, you know, what street is the property on? And, and we kind of say, yeah, okay, that's going to sell, no problem, yeah. right? Just from the street alone. Now it's, it's you know, we have you, to take a look yeah, at it. We have to analyze it. Yeah, you have to analyze it. It's just that, you know, properties are sitting now. And, and yeah, so it's. So yeah, you have to go. You have to go. Yeah, exactly. You have to exactly. At, like Philip was saying, you have to ask questions and go with the most qualified buyer. And also, and it, it, there's all different aspects of it. From the, ask the questions and also and the and the realtor too. We we, we yeah. do everything. We, like there's, you know, I mean, it, every realtor deals with and they get uh, an ugly duckling type of buyer and, and the buyer says to them yes I'm qualified I dealt with so and so and meanwhile we find out the, the mortgage person wasn't yeah. qualified yeah. and they qualified the buyer and it's just the uh, it's, it's just a trail and it, it, it's, but it's but bad. sometimes sometimes buyers don't know the reputation of realtors among other realtors mm. right it's it's and and that's what in terms of a, a you know the realtor community is is uh, every single realtor has a reputation whether it's good whether it's bad or or whether whether it's no reputation at all. It's, it's the same in any any yeah, industry. Sure. And, it's like the lawyer industry. I'm right. sure they got yeah. good and bad lawyers and yeah. you know. But but I mean among among their sphere of influence or their you know you know their colleagues, um, you know you don't really know what their reputation is among their colleagues. So it's 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 difficult, right? Mm-hmm. How do you find that out though? I mean, we've talked in, in past shows about uh, interviewing realtors. Do you ask a realtor, "Hey, what about this guy, or what about this lady?" No, we we, we don't. Um, you're not going to Yeah, no, no we don't. We don't. We don't badmouth. We 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 won't do that. Uh, other realtors may do that, and and, and it, it, it's unprofessional. Yeah. Um, the best way is is ask questions, like ask the realtor, like you know, how, how many homes have you guys sold? Um, it, what's your important. you know what's your average days on market? What's yeah, your what's what, your What's your list to price? Your, what's your list to sell ratio? Yeah. Right. Um, like what's you know I mean like and and Google is it's always good to Google them and find out if there's any issues you know say hey you know there's Dave Smith a realtor and a factory worker at Stelco <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know you check out his Facebook you know yeah. he's there he's there you know he's I had I have I've had a lot of people that that have told me they're like you know we've we went on your personal personal Facebook page and yeah. and, and kind of checked you out to see what you know what what you do and right. and, and a lot of people do that yeah and and it's it's like you're you're interviewing for a job every single right. day yeah. right it's not if it's you got not, drunk pictures yeah, of you out every weekend with yeah, your friends and, yeah, I don't want this guy yeah yeah <laughs> exactly um, before we get I got one more question about the the stress test uh, you wanted to talk about uh, holiday lights yes and, uh, and yeah Christmas lights going up when is the right day to put <laughs> there's them always on? that one guy on the the street oh, yeah it. and you so, know what you know what? no there's actually those one guys that 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 leave them up year round yes right <laughs> they just they just plug them in yeah, right yeah, it's, yeah. it's like the lazy but they get Christ- worn they get the the the, the electrical cords get worn but and so it, so we just put our christmas lights on our building yesterday right so we, uh philip and i were at a seminar in toronto and then i call and i said they're not gonna come on are they i go go outside like it's like quarter to five and apparently the lights are still coming out at five o'clock 
unplug it. Unplug it. It's too early. I don't want to be the guy that puts them on first. Yeah, yeah. I says go, and, and my and my daughter's going. No, it's okay. It's gonna be great. Everybody's gonna love it. I go. No, no. <laughs> Takes them. Early. I says unplug any. I says go around the, go around the the property. Anything you see plugged in outside, just unplug it. But we've seen you know we've seen trees up and stars oh, yeah. on the tree and yeah, yeah. full everything everything fully done. People get right into it. But right I, in, I, right into the holiday spirit and the uh, which is the, great, but a little too early. I, yeah. I think I think it is too. I think the last week of November is when it should start. One more question about the stress test: Did you expect a lot of especially first time home buyers? Coming to the table almost a rush to say, "Hey, I'm going to get in before the new year." My thing was more more the investors, right. like the investor that's been kicking tires on a you know on on getting an investment property. I thought for sure that we would see a lot more investors and a lot more properties in the in the uh, you know in terms of that the lower end or the you know the the, the, the properties that have that income potential right. would move a lot quicker because they would they would kind of say, you know. I might not be able to qualify for this property in the new year. Mm-hmm. Now, the first-time homebuyers, you know, they're not good at making decisions whether it's a stress test or not a stress test, right? right? And that's they've and never that, done it. yeah, right. exactly. But I thought, I thought this would kind of get the investors, you know, to to come to the bar- market and, and and you know scoop a couple properties up before it comes in. That mm-hmm. that was that was my speculation as to what was going to happen. But yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. If, I don't know if it's uh, the people are educated enough out there. I think the buyers are to a certain degree, but it's just um, they're not uh, coming in like like it's not happening like it was in, in the early spring where you know we're getting you yeah, know sales like there's like ten fifteen buyers for every house. Yeah. Now there's like you know they're just they're just not jumping at it, and and I I don't think they realize the impact. Maybe they're not educated on it. In the new year, all of a sudden they say, yeah, uh, we we like to buy a house, and then they go to their bank and like oh my oh my, yeah, oh, it'll be a wake up call. We're not going to be able to. This, yeah, right. this yeah. in this neighborhood. You've We're seen gonna- you've seen some of the graphs that have been printed in the newspaper. You know, if you can qualify for five hundred and fifty thousand now, you're you're at like four ninety five into right. the well, new less year. Than that. Yeah, less and, than that. and as you go up the scale in terms of the higher end, like you're. You know, if, if if I think it was like if you have a two hundred fifty thousand dollar household income, you can qualify for like one point two. Now you're down to like seven eighty. Right. Yeah. It's it's there's some. So do you think it's going to have a bigger impact on those lower priced homes right now? So those homes in in North Hamilton or downtown Hamilton or the East End, which is you know around the three fifty four hundred. I, I, I think we're going to get um, uh, more buyers uh, coming to Hamilton. Uh, I mean, from Toronto coming to Hamilton, um, but I think. Um, yeah, it's 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 hard to tell um, what, what what direction it's going to go. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, the, I think anything in the lower priced range will always do well, right. yeah. regardless. Th- so now that market will be pushed up even further. Yeah. And but the medium price is going to kind of hover still a little bit, mm-hmm. and the higher end is going to is is going to come down. Yeah. So you got the low end is going to go up, and the high end is going to come down, right. and the medium is just going to kind of people are just going to sit around and it's just going to sit around. Uh, and 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 hold over there. So we'll find like it's like townhouses when they remember the townhouse craze happened uh, about uh, two three years ago, maybe even uh, maybe five years ago. From five years ago till now, townhouses more than uh, almost doubled in yeah. price, wow. and and nobody would ever think that. But because there were more buyers in that lower end market buying yeah. townhouses, they drove that market right up. Mm-hmm. So and so I think the the same thing will happen in the uh, in the price range in the low price range. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, let's tech, uh, talk about uh, the cold weather uh, now uh, hitting us and uh, organizing our garage so we can park our car. Uh, we have a couple <laughs> of tips on, yes, uh, on doing so, that. So we got about when I go around and, and and I view properties with you know with my clients or whether we go into a, a property to list it. 
nobody uses their garage to park it. And I'm talking nobody. No. Other, you know, you might get your, you know, maybe the 65 age plus. They will. They do. Yeah. They, yeah, yeah. They do. Yeah. When we move, when when all the kids, when all my uh, my sisters and myself, we we were all moved out of my parents' house. That our garage was packed. My 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 dad never used the garage to park his car. Right. And then all of a sudden, the last sibling moved out. Oh my God! There's uh. His car's in the garage. Where do you, where do you <laughs> put all that stuff? You know what I mean. And uh, but yeah, they. Uh, it, it's I guess I guess when you have kids and everything, you you just load up your garage you with stuff. You ha- you have a lot of stuff. Yeah. And then when the kids move out and and the parents, what they they want to use that garage because they don't want to you know have to put snow off their car. They want to be able to drive out yep. clean. So my dad uses his garage, parks his car in the garage all the time. And he didn't start doing that until we were all moved out. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've been in my house since '04. I've never used my <laughs> not, not in my vehicle. There's a lot of junk in there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to a story about what's in my garage uh, in our next segment. But we've got a couple minutes uh, to go over these uh, six garage organizing tips. And number yeah. one, which kind of makes sense, use as much vertical and ceiling space as possible. Yeah. So there's a, there's you know whether it's your Home Depot, Home Hardware, Canadian Tire, there's a ton of stuff or a ton of you know. Um, items that you can use to, to stack stuff, right? Mm-hmm. There's there's a lot of different shelving space you can put in the garage, and and put, you want to make sure that sometimes when you look in the garage, everything's on on the ground. Yeah. Get it up, get it up, and uh, and on the exterior walls, yeah. and and you'll mm-hmm. you'll make a lot of space that that way by by going up and and on the exterior walls. Makes a lot of sense. That's the uh, that's that's the big thing. This this next tip, my 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 driveway is about sixty feet long. <laughs> no, actually, I think it's about eighty feet long. Uh, before reorganizing, try taking everything out of your garage. I, I think I would fill my driveway with all the <laughs> crap in my garage. Well, my, yeah. my, my garage is packed from moving from uh, probably uh, double the size house uh, that I had before. And again, uh, early this year, we wanted to do a garage sale. And because it rained, because we have to take everything out, yeah. put it on tables, it, yeah. and then we we're going to cover the tables with plastic, and you know, and just over overnight, mm-hmm. and then bring it out. But we've been getting rain like early this year, this spring. So, and the time for me to do it, it's just frustrating. So my garage is packed, <laughs> and uh, and I and I'm crawling through there trying to find different things. So now we're looking to get Christmas stuff out of there. Yeah. And but I definitely want to. I I want a clean garage. I I, I want to. It's just able, you want to be able to get go, like get in your car in the morning, yes. and and, and yeah. it's still going to be cold, but it's not going to be freezing cold. Yeah. And you're not scraping or, ice or, off yeah, your exactly. windshield. Yeah. Yeah. But the uh, yeah. So the the second tip. Go ahead. Would be uh, you know pull everything out of your garage, put it along your your driveway, and and, and, like and, a good idea. and and now you're playing Tetris as you go back in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, let's get to our other tips. So when we come back, we're out of time on this segment. When we come back, more tips on cleaning your garage. We'll get into uh, millennials, what they're doing, living costs, and uh, an exciting initiative coming up at the Golfy Team office. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio today with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with REMAX Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. RobGolfie.com is the website. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. 
Call them anytime at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. At Rob Golfie on Instagram and Twitter. And check out the Rob Golfie Facebook page. Uh, back to our uh, list, our six tips for organizing your garage. We have uh, suggested using as much vertical and ceiling space as possible. And uh, before reorganizing, uh, try taking everything out of your garage. What is tip number three? Tip number three is decide what to keep. Um, what to donate and what to throw away. And you you can do this by asking yourself a series of questions. The first one is, do I love it? Mm -hmm. Do I need it? When's the last time I used this? And if I donated it, could it uh, could it be safely used by another person? There's a ton of there's a ton of uh, you know different different businesses out there that will will, will accept your donations. We yeah. uh, we have a really strong partnership with the Grimsby Benevolent Fund. Um, it's a it's a you know, a, a strong community base where a lot of people are donating their stuff there. And nice. it's a, a, a great initiative by the uh, Grimsby Benevolent Fund. Th that's a win-win. I mean, you're clearing your garage and you're helping someone else. Exactly. Absolutely, yeah. And they, ha and they have different... Uh, 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 places like that here in Hamilton and mm -hmm. Burlington, everywhere. Habitat you, for Humanity. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, you, just, you just bring your stuff there, and and uh, and then and they actually it, it makes it United affordable. Way. It makes affordable for people that can't afford right. new stuff, and they actually get you can get some good stuff there. Actually, oh, I believe yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, tip number four: group like items together so they're easy to find. So it's just. You know, put you know if you got Christmas decorations, make sure all the Christmas decorations are together, or Halloween just decorations. Just don't yeah, don't mix the Halloween and Christmas and <laughs> decorations in the same box. Instead of Santa Claus, you got a witch. On yeah, the you got yeah, yeah, definitely. So yeah, put put all those together. Number five is decide which area of the garage is going to be used for what purpose. So have a have a game plan, um, and 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 know what you know if if you're using your gardening tools all the time, make sure that your gardening tools are. Are right when you open your garage, right? Because right? as soon as you know they're in the back corner, that's how your garage gets unorganized. Is when you're digging for something else. Because yeah. once you find, once you find that that something that you're looking for, you're not reorganizing everything. Yeah. You're just gonna <laughs> leave it, and that's kind of how it gets unorganized. Yeah. Number six, I'm not sure if I'm down with this one. Label absolutely everything, every box. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? This is this is what I have. I I, I have boxes, and then I and then I'll say yes, I'm gonna label it. I'm gonna get a marker, and I'm gonna get one yeah. of those stickers and put it on it. So I'll, and. So start packing it's stuff good, away. It's a good theory. It's a good theory. So I should buy the labels and this, and the magic marker before I, I start doing this. <laughs> okay. So I pack everything, put it put it in the garage, and I say, "Oh, well, I'll remember everything." So I'll I'll go get the labels and magic marker. Guess what? I never do it. No. So now I don't know where everything. I don't know what's <laughs> in that box because yeah. I forgot. Uh, quick story about uh, while we're talking about garages. So I'm going to be calling Crown Pest Control Services, which we've had on the show yeah. yes. uh, <laughs> a couple months ago. So I have some kind of uh, animal in my garage, probably a rat, <laughs> yeah. uh, because it's chewing away at my garbage. You know, you put the garbage in the garage. This is the detached garage from my bungalow where I live on the mountain. And uh, uh, you know, I I reached the breaking point when I put the bag of garbage. This is you know near a bag that you would take from under the sink. In a uh, blue bin, I have four blue bins or blue box, put another blue box on top, put a, a cinder block on top of the blue box to weigh it down so there's no way this animal is getting in. And lo and behold, it chews a hole in the blue box to get to wow, the garage. Wow, that's a big animal. I mean, crazy. I think I'd be scared to go in that <laughs> well, garage. Well, open the door and say, eh, what's going on? I got mouse traps all over the place. And, like, nothing's I, I, I would go in there with, a, with I don't <laughs> know, something. Yeah. I, I think I'd be scared. To, if, I, if, I, if there was a little animal chewing into it. Well, I've, I've heard it kind of scurrying around. 
So yeah. I know it's in there. Yeah. And I know it knows I'm in there. Oh, uh, so it's probably just laughing at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's one of those for sure. Well, I, I, I could have, yeah, you definitely got to do something because, and you tried, you said you tried traps and stuff like I've that. I've had traps. The traps have gone off. The animal has not been found. He's smart little it's guy. still around, yeah. No kidding. So, so much so I had these traps. You need like a, you need like a cage. Like well, a, I need something. Yeah, got, you need, I think, I think you got to yeah. gear up here so for uh, I had these traps that had jaws on them. So <laughs> the trap, the trap was deployed and you could see scratch marks on the side of the trap. And so this thing must be pretty big. It must yeah. be a university yeah. for rats. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. a penguin that's coming it's, uh, Well, you want to know. You think it's a raccoon? I don't think it's a raccoon. Yeah. No, because the hole in the blue box that it chewed in was about, I want to say, maybe seven centimeters in diameter. Yeah. And, so and we're talking, it's probably so, a So a mouse, a mouse or, or a rat, they can squeeze their bodies into smell. Right. So if, if the rat, if it's, if it's a hole like that, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But I remember one time. Um, we had uh, a funny smell in, uh, in, it was a carriage house we had, and it was a funny smell. I thought, for sure, there's an animal in this carriage house. Right. So I went and bought these traps, put down, I put peanut butter, and I'm going, this thing's not c- touching it. Yeah. I didn't know. It was, it was, it was, this smell was killing me, and it, I did not know what it was. So then after, <laughs> I, I know what I, it was. I, it was terrible. Yeah, no, it was I, a terrible smell. So I thought there's got to be an animal in this. Yeah. In this, in this. All, no, but it wasn't like there was an animal. It was there was a dead animal, we and we, we couldn't find it. We thought it was a dead animal. So over time, <laughs> we realized we. Uh, but the, but we, we, have, we we realized we have, we have a small little freezer in this carriage house, yeah. and then. Somebody unplugged it. <laughs> there was a turkey, frozen turkey in there. A, no oh my! It was disgusting. Oh, it, it but was, some oh. days, some days the smell would be worse than other days. It was so weird. But it was a, it was a, but it was. But so this turkey thought out, and it was in there for a long time. So like over a year? Or? No, no, it was a no. couple months. Well, no, so the, you maybe, know, maybe. But, but but we just couldn't figure out the smell. We didn't think wow. to look in the in the uh, in hilarious. the freezer. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So so it was I I but you know what the frustrating is is that you put the best kind of food for this animal yeah. and they're not eating. They're not I eating go, it. what is he going to take for this for this animal? To, uh, so I thought there was a. So I figured if there's one dead animal in there, there, there must be another one. Right. But anyway, it but was, um, but, but it was just a dead turkey in my <laughs> that, in my, that my little freezer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to run one more segment to come here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Last go round here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. RobGolfie.com is the website. That's Rob, G O L F I.com. 905-575-7700 is their phone number. That's 905-575-7700. At Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram. And be sure to check out the Rob Golfie Facebook page. Let's talk a little bit about uh, living costs for um, certainly millennials. Uh, long story short, I, I do have a lot of stats here, but we don't have a lot of time to get to all the uh, statistics. But basically, millennials nowadays are having a harder time in terms of getting into the housing market as compared to us of a certain vintage, right. right? Because basically, long story short, salaries have not risen to the rate that housing prices have. It, yes, uh, and it's funny when you when I'm looking at the charts, uh, it's it's amazing that there's there's been a, a, 
very small increase. Yeah. But again, housing prices have more than doubled yeah. uh, since uh, uh, nineteen, like the early the early eighties yeah. and the nineties. And um, they salaries have not. Salaries, salaries have enough. not. They just gone up a small percentage. Mm-hmm. And uh, but the difference between even uh, uh, people um, in the uh, let's say let's say the seventies. Uh, so you have uh, a, cu- a married couple in the 60s and 70s. They would uh, it would only be one income earner, yep. you know. Uh, so it was just a traditional family, like your Leave It to which Beaver, which was enough, right? Which was enough. Yeah. Leave It to Beaver. Housing prices were affordable for a single income, mm-hmm. but what brought the uh, uh, driving the prices up was people started having double incomes in the family. Right. So they were buying more. So more and more people were doing that. So that drove the prices up. So you re- literally, you have to have two incomes to buy a house. Yeah. So, oh, without question. Yeah. So like, I mean, either you have a buddy or you, or you have a girlfriend or whatever. And it, it just, it, it, it's the only way you can do it. You, you have to have a dual income uh, unless you make a lot of money and, and you can handle that. Yeah. And those are few and far between. Uh, from that, let's get into uh, millennials opting for condos over houses. Makes sense. Condos are, are cheaper than homes. Yeah. It, it's a good start. Yeah. It, it, so there was um, Statistics Canada released a report that 50 point of 30-year-olds were homeowners in 2016, compared to 55.5% in 1981. Hmm. So so the 30-year-olds, in terms of their home buying power, has gone down. A lot lot less 30-year-olds are owning houses than they did in 1981. And now now what they're being pushed to is that uh, they're being pushed to condos. And and obviously the reason for this is that they're, they're much more affordable, but I think there's a lot more other factors that that play into this um in terms of you know millennials aren't, aren't going to be the ones that are going to want to keep up their gardens they're not going and, and i'm speaking on more of a broader term right, right? Yeah. they want to be the ones that that can lock their door leave for a week come back and, and yeah. know that yeah because they, they prefer the, they, they, millennials love to travel more they yeah. like to get away for the Low, weekends lower maintenance lifestyle. lower lower maintenance lifestyle get in and 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 and, and they're okay with not having a backyard right now at that at, at a young age right they're okay right. Unless, and you know once they they meet somebody and they when you know and they would start having families then that's when yeah. they start looking for sure yeah the um um and we find and that's why all these condo buildings are going up mm. yep um so there's one going up in burlington uh, they had a you know major controversial decision on the 23 story multi use uh, condo tower in burlington on brand uh, uh, right, right the, uh, by, by the water uh, is that by, by city hall right across the street from burlington oh, from city, hall. city hall there yeah. so um so yeah but taller buildings are going up all over the place yeah yeah and you can attribute the the lack of growth and ownership to like you guys mentioned a leveling off in wage it, it's you know it's it's become um you know it's stagnant it's it's the wages aren't going up like yeah. Like the the housing prices, so, so a lot of people right now are, are very equity rich in terms of a lot of their a lot of their wealth is tied up within their house due mm-hmm. to the appreciation the appreciation of home values that the have gone people. up. Yeah, yeah. a lot yeah. of people. Yeah, so so they they when you're a first time buyer, you're you're taking on a huge amount of debt, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's you're very house poor, and whereas the you know the older people are very equity rich. So and yeah. people are scared, right? Like that they're looking at us, yeah, oh, two hundred fifty or three hundred thousand dollar mortgage. Right. It, it is scary for a young person. Plus, you have all this education uh, debt that you have yeah. to get through. I mean, uh, the cost of going to college, university yeah. is way higher yeah. than it was, you know, when we went to school. So, so from two thousand and one to two thousand and eleven, the average hourly wages rose from twenty two dollars per hour to twenty four dollars per hour. Two dollar increase. Wow. That's that's your total average hourly hourly wage. Yeah. For a full time. Yeah. yeah, for a full time job. Full, yeah, could be a that's, factory that's job your or, anything or, yeah. that's or your, whatever. Yeah. That's your that's it's your average across yeah. the board. Now, since that time, 
In the same decade, the average house price rose from two hundred fifty-one thousand to three hundred fifty-two thousand. So it's 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 completely yeah, different. It, it doesn't and line it, up. There's a disconnect. But what you're seeing is is the developer the developers adapt to this and, and, and create more affordable housing, but the housing prices are still going to go up. So, so sm- it's, smaller it's, units, it's, it's, smaller units in the condo. So yeah. you're getting a six hundred square yeah. foot condo. Oh. That's including balcony. And uh, and people and, and and people are okay with that because yeah. um, today millennials don't watch TV as much as uh, as probably the older generation right. did. At least not traditionally TV. No, no watching no. on their tablet. That's right. right. And uh, they go out more, so they're, they're, yeah. that's why the cafes and yep. and the and uh, the, the restaurants are, are thriving out yeah. there because yeah. people are out out more, which is a good thing. You know, you're not yeah. you, know, you know being a vegetable on the couch uh, <laughs> at night. <laughs> <laughs> like our generation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've got about a minute left here. Uh, Santa Claus is coming to town. Yeah, coming Santa's to coming to team. town. We don't have a di- – we have a date, but it, it's going to be confirmed later this week. Okay. Um, it's going to be mid-December. Um, it allows you to skip the skip the lines at the big malls. Um, we're going to open it up to the community. Um, all our clients, everybody can come down, take a picture with Santa, Excellent. and uh, have a fun day at the uh, at the golfy team office. So it will be a lot of fun. So, yeah, stay tuned. Uh, we're going to announce it on our Facebook page shortly. Excellent. And uh, – it's going to be a, a fun day. Cool. Guys, thanks for coming in. Perfect. Great. Have a great Saturday. Thanks for listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show. We're back next Saturday at 9 on 900 CHML.